Welcome to the Horsewise Podcast with Lynn Reardon, where we share stories of horses and people and what they teach each other. On today's episode, I talk about our exciting new initiative, the Horsewise Horsemanship Buckle for 4-H Clubs. I hope you enjoy the show and have a wonderful day. I'm Lynn Reardon, the host of the podcast and head coach at Horsewise. And today I'd like to talk to you about a super fun initiative that Horsewise is doing with 4-H clubs across the U.S. But first I want to kind of back up and explain the background as to how this idea came about. So as most of you know who follow my podcast, I do coaching on horsemanship, kind of building awareness and being more focused on what your horse is doing and how you can set your horse up for success. By default, a lot of that means that we focus together, my clients and I, on groundwork and how that relates to under saddle work. Most all of the difficulties or challenges that people face with their horses under saddle have the roots in what's going on on the ground. Even something as simple as how you lead your horse, how you halter your horse will often really show not only sort of the patterns and the relationship that you have with your horse, but also the physical patterns that you and your horse have developed together. In other words, sort of how you interact as a team comes up right away, even in the most simplest things on the ground. In addition, another element that I work on a lot with my clients is certain movements that you can help your horse learn on the ground that help them become more supple, that also pinpoint where there might be physical braces. And in the case of horses, and to some degree people, physical braces also can be associated with a certain degree of mental or emotional brace. In other words, a horse, let's say, who's been rehabbing an injury for a long time and now is perfectly healed, will associate that limb with uh, pain or discomfort and will become convinced mentally that they can't stretch or flex or move that limb in a certain way. And a little bit of emotion will come up as a result. So that's a more extreme example, rehab, but all horses have their physical patterns, just like any other athlete, human, or equine. And helping them understand how they can move their body in a different way in order to be more supple, in order to have better movement, sometimes can take a little mental as well as physical persuasion. So specific groundwork exercises can really help you pinpoint that, help you build the awareness you need, and also can help you direct your horse to improve in certain areas, both you and your horse together, without maybe the pressure of immediately being under saddle. You also can see things that you literally can't see when you're in the saddle. When you're on the ground, you can actually visually pinpoint where it is that your horse might be a little stuck, a little stiff, which particular leg, which particular, you know, shoulder might be the problem. Whereas under saddle, you might not be as aware of that. You only can sort of deal with the sensations that you're perceiving through your legs and your seat and your hands. But visually is sometimes a very great signal that underscores exactly what's going on. Sometimes what we feel isn't always what's accurate as to what is actually happening. One of the things I find interesting in my work is that often the people who come to me are very experienced riders. They have been around horses for a long time, much of their life, but they don't have any exposure to some of these groundwork kind of principles and maneuvers and just the awareness that it can build in what their horse is doing and how they can kind of progress together as a team. 
And those of you who've been following my podcast have, have heard me talk about this quite a bit, that it really gets down to these very core foundational type of things between you and the horse that can make the biggest difference, yet they can seem so simple and so elementary that they get glossed over. You know, we all get maybe a little too focused on, you know, getting that competition goal or doing things that are more advanced. And then when our horse seems to hit a sudden plateau or have a big bump in the road, we're not sure where that happened or where to kind of look for the source. And we tend to maybe fixate on fixing whatever seems to be wrong in that moment. You know, he won't leg yield properly to the left or he can't get his lead change going to the right. And it seems like the sort of all of a sudden insurmountable wall, when in fact it goes back to these very kind of simple core foundational elements that might've begun long ago that you could have addressed on the ground and then been able to very easily kind of work around that rather than just hitting the wall, so to speak. If you give your horse the time to progress and hit these foundation elements well at the very beginning, at the very, again, very elementary things that you do with your horse on the ground and as you prepare to move into your ride. These are the things that pay off in your progress for your higher competition goals. And I've also noticed over time, as I've worked with more junior riders, both teen and younger riders, that they have similar kind of confusions, only they have a different way of learning how to change their behavior. So I think everyone knows pretty much this idea that, you know, as adults, we tend to maybe have a little bit more of a fixed approach in how we think of new things, think of problems, approach new learning. We tend to have a more sort of fixed cognitive map because we've had more experience. And what more experience tends to do is the mind wants to sort of simplify how it looks at the world. So we tend to get into these patterns or loops more easily. And then you have to sort of as a teacher, help adults maybe look at it from a new perspective to kind of, again, go around a situation rather than try to muscle your way all the way through it. Adults tend to think in terms of maybe limitations and children or young teens tend to think more, they tend to be more open to looking at things a different way. So what I was finding was that working with teens and junior riders who were competing and showing was that they, like the adults, would sometimes not really be aware of what was going on on these more foundational levels. And they would get frustrated when it wasn't working out for them in competition. But when they became a little bit more aware of what to look for again on the ground and how they're preparing their horse for the ride and sort of setting up the pre-flight check, they were much more able to be open to these newer ways of doing things. And they were able to see them a little bit more quickly. And that's not to say that adults are are slow learners. It's just, we learn a little differently. It takes maybe a little bit more time for us to break out of our own mental, mental patterns about how we learn things or what our capacity is. Where children are literally biologically wired to be learning constantly, this is how they develop and progress in their development. And back in the day was when we were sort of wild animalistic creatures, uh, children learning rapidly was a survival technique, right? The faster that, you know, your offspring could learn and adapt to hunt and to avoid predators, 
the more likely it would be that your offspring would survive and live to reproduce themselves. So that's a little bit dramatic. You know, it's not really how we approach each uh, teaching session, like, oh, this is survival. But if you just think about it, this is why children and juniors and teen riders tend to have a little bit more flexibility and adaptability when you're presenting them with new things. So I was kind of struck by that difference, how open and quickly these younger students would adapt to seeing the things on the ground that I was demonstrating to them and then being able to relate it to their horses. And of course, kids, they love their horses. Even the most serious young competitor that I've encountered has been very focused on the well-being of their horse. They, their horses are their friends. They really want what's right for their horses. And what can be really maybe the most frustrating and upsetting to a junior rider, and adults too, but especially junior riders, is when not only are they not reaching their competition goals, but they feel like their horses are unhappy in the process. They take that very much to heart. And I wanted to figure out a way to encourage kind of junior riders who might be continuing into more of a competition type activities throughout their young adulthood, how to set them up so that they could see some of these things from the start, not only again to enhance performance, but to strengthen their relationship and their understanding of their horse. After working with many students and getting feedback from their parents and their trainers, and also just sort of observing the process of junior showing, I decided that the best approach would be for HorseWise to create a horsemanship buckle for 4-H competitors. And buckles, as you know, are revered by children in that program. They love their buckles. And this was a way to set up a reward system for learning these fundamentals and also for being judged on something that was a bit different than simply hitting the mark, so to speak. And you would be judged for things such as how soft was your horse in that movement or how much did you allow your horse to learn? When did you choose to release for a particular movement rather than hit these marks perfectly, look a certain way in the silhouette? So to me, it was an interesting challenge to figure out how to set up a buckle that would have competition elements that were straightforward for uh, the competitor, the junior competitor to follow, to practice, while also setting up a standard of judging that would encourage the junior competitor to look for certain things for, for their horse to release in a certain way to their horse and be in a sense able to learn from that while also being rewarded for that sensitivity, for that form of, so to speak, feel. After much time and thought, Horsewise and I put together a very specific set of criteria for the Horsewise Horsemanship Buckle. The first component of the buckle requirements involve exercises that the competitors are taught to do on the ground with their horse, as opposed to a showmanship pattern where the students are judged on very specific maneuvers presented a certain way with a certain silhouette for the judge in a certain order. The groundwork exercises that the horsewise horsemanship buckle are more about, again, we call them horse yoga, but it's very simple suppling exercises that maybe aren't normally presented in a show environment. So it's learning how to drift and yield the hindquarters, how to bring the front quarters across, backing in rhythm in a certain type of pattern, uh, going by in a circle with a halter 
turn a lead rope and showing the different elements of moving a foot. So that sounds kind of general, but we have a very specific curriculum for this, very specific set of maneuvers that are taught in the horsewise horsemanship buckle. The next element involves demonstrating awareness of your horse in how your horse is being prepared for performance and athletic work. And by awareness, what we mean is understanding how a horse learns, how that horse is processing a particular maneuver or request that you've asked the horse to do, and understanding when to release when that horse has actually performed the maneuver in a way that is meaningful to the horse. Now that sounds to maybe a little bit kind of woo-woo or soft edge, but those of us who work with horses on a regular basis, particularly maybe younger horses or horses that have a little bit of confusion about something, we know there's a very key process in which the horse is processing the request that you made. And maybe if it's something that's not as easy for the horse, where they make a try or they make a partial uh, maneuver that for them is a very great effort. And that is the time you would release for that horse. Another horse, this maneuver might be very easy. And so you would be releasing for a more uh, specific execution of the movement. These kind of subtleties are the type of things that are rarely rewarded in a show setting, but with the horsewise buckle, it can be rewarded. And it can be very straightforward to explain this to the students and have them kind of with their own individual horse, practice in a way that is meaningful to that horse and helps that particular horse and the rider progress together. Other components in demonstrating this awareness would be understanding somewhat more technical elements such as footfall at the walk, why that's important, the order of the feet on the ground at the walk. Why, why is that so crucial for understanding how to set your horse up for more advanced movements? And again, footfall isn't often taught in sort of showing circles. It's more something that comes with, again, if you've worked with colts or if you've worked with kind of a more uh, core equitation program, this might come up. But in general, most of the riders I encounter in show circles do not have an understanding of footfall at the walk. So that very simple thing is something that is super fun to teach junior riders. And then to have them sort of practice that with their horse is something is just really exciting to see how they develop from that point on. We also, at this phase of the horsemanship buckle, are looking at teaching the concept such as do less sooner. Uh, this is something that uh, the students really seem to enjoy learning. It's this idea of you, if you're very aware, you can help your horse redirect a maybe less than ideal movement before it becomes a more dramatic correction, just more of a redirection rather than a correction. So you do less sooner and that helps you and your horse get on the same page more rapidly. And it also, of course, increases performance. Another element is this idea, again, of waiting on your horse while he's learning, while he's processing a request, rather than getting impatient or assuming that the horse is ignoring you when the horse is, in fact, is, as an individual, processing that a certain way. Now, we're not talking about rewarding a horse for tuning you out. It's more that some of these horses that are in, particularly 4-H programs, they're very seasoned, good horses. But some of them maybe aren't used to having someone wait on them and actually, you know, getting the time to thoroughly process what's been asked of them. It's a way to help that horse soften up a little bit and then also to lighten their performance overall in general. 
The horse wise buckle requirements also include specific study work. At 4-H practices, we like to set up the students so that they can come and learn and practice their groundwork maneuvers as part of an overall practice session. This also helps the students feel like they're getting a little bit of individual coaching and where they can learn in a manner that's relaxed and see these groundwork elements not as something that they just practice to get a score in a show later, but something that helps their horse warm up and relax and prepare for competition in general. So that is kind of a fun way where we relate the horsemanship buckle to the groundwork and the performance work that they're going to do in the shows themselves. Participants can also gain points that are not mandatory, but are kind of extra credit points by handling specific study work assignments from the horse wise teacher or mentor. This would involve maybe specific videos that they watch and comment on, uh, doing certain videos for the horse wise teacher to assess for them before a show. Again, this is not mandatory, but these are just extra credit elements that we're building into the buckle. Some jurisdictions for 4-H, they might encounter weather issues in the winter. They might not have access to covered or heated arenas. And we wanted a way for the uh, students to continue to build credit for the points if they wanted to have, again, these extra opportunities. In addition to the horsewise classes at the show, which involve being judged on the groundwork maneuvers in a certain format, we also judge overall throughout the course of the season on specific performance and uh, trainer aptitude on the part of the students. So one of the things that we look at as judges for the horsewise horsemanship buckle is how does your horse start and end each show or practice? The demeanor, relaxation, and willingness will be given highest points rather than did your horse perfectly nail this stop. Participants also get points for the overall improvement of their horse and their rider together as a team during the assignments, both in the practice sessions for 4-H and in the shows themselves. Sportsmanship, patience, and commitment consistently displayed by the participant with their horse during all 4-H activities will also be noted and will be part of the point system. So these elements in the judging actually give an opportunity for your students and horses that maybe aren't as perfect athletically to still gain points and still potentially even win the buckle. This allows, let's say, if there's a young rider with a horse that's more green, who isn't maybe as perfectly trained yet in overall 4-H competition to still get sort of credit and reward for working with that horse, helping that horse develop in other ways. That is something that is very difficult to reward normally in a show setting, but with the horse-wise buckle, we're able to do that. And we're able to do that in a way that is consistent and is fun for the students and for their horses. The reward for the winner of the Horsewise Horsemanship Buckle is, of course, a buckle. I mean, that's obvious, right? And also a $100 cash prize, which Horsewise will sponsor fully. If you are with a 4-H program and you would like to have a Horsewise Horsemanship Buckle as part of your show season for your particular club members, there are a few requirements that need to be kind of explained at this stage. The first is that to use the name Horsewise, you have to have our specific permission, unfortunately, to do that. We actually own the trademark for Horsewise. And so that's something that it has to actually be sort of 
requested and that we have formally approved. The other is that if you're going to do a horsewise horsemanship buckle, we have specific criteria for the judging and for the standards of maneuvers and movements that we want in the program. We would be happy to share those with every 4-H club free of charge if they are willing to do the horsewise horsemanship buckle, but it is very specific. So it isn't just that you would kind of randomly make up groundwork maneuvers on your own. These are very particular things that we would like to be part of the horsewise horsemanship buckle. Another element is that it's very helpful to have an understanding of the judging standards. So we also ask that if you want to offer a horsewise horsemanship buckle, that you participate in some of our judging sort of seminars. They're very straightforward. They can be done in person or in Zoom. Very uh, fun and easy for the 4-H kind of managers to understand and learn. We make it as simple as possible because we, we do, we want it to be fun for everyone. And the last thing is that we also ask that you include the Horsewise logo as part of the buckle design. We will share the artwork with you and are happy to kind of set that up so it's as easy as possible for you to execute. But that is just one of our requirements for participating in our Horsewise Horsemanship Buckle. The 4-H clubs are responsible for the cost of the buckle itself because we understand that different regions have different maybe preferences in how the buckles look. So that would be the responsibility of the 4-H clubs, but Horsewise will cover the $100 cash prize. And depending on your regionality and if we have local sponsor relationships, we would be glad to assist with sponsorship of the buckle cost itself. So that's the overall package so far for the Horsewise Horsemanship Buckle. We've had a lot of interest in the program and we're really enjoying kind of getting the word out about it. If you are part of a 4-H club and you would like more information or would like to have a Horsewise Horsemanship Buckle for your show season, please send me an email at horsewisecoach at icloud.com and I'd be delighted to talk with you further. As always, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.